This is the broadcast voice of Marshall University. WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone. For this Wednesday, February 7th, 2024, I'm Luke Hamilton. And I'm Emma Johnson. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, bombings at Pakistani political offices kill at least 30 a day before parliamentary elections. All in your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News. Samantha Riddle will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Tyler Pittman will be in with the FM 88 Sports Report. The current temperature outside is a partly cloudy 57 degrees. And now on to our top story. Militia officials say a drone strike has hit a car in the Iraqi capital and killed three members of the powerful Khatib Hezbollah militia, including a high-ranking commander. Two officials with Iranian-backed militias in Iraq said that one of those killed today was the commander in charge of Khatib Hezbollah's operations in Syria. U.S. officials have said they suspect Khatib Hezbollah in particular of leading the drone attack that killed three U.S. troops in Jordan in late January. There was no immediate comment from the U.S. officials on today's strike. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has rejected Hamas's demand for a ceasefire and vowed to press ahead with Israel's military offensive in Gaza until achieving, quote, absolute victory, unquote. Netanyahu made the comments today shortly after meeting with the visiting U.S. Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, who has been traveling the region in hopes of securing a ceasefire agreement. Blinken, however, said in an agreement was still possible. Netanyahu added that the operation would last months, not years. He ruled out any arrangement that leaves Hamas in full or partial control of Gaza. He also said that Israel is the only power capable of guaranteeing security in the long term. The Kremlin confirms that Russian President Vladimir Putin has been interviewed by former Fox News host Tucker Carlson. It is Putin's first interview to a Western journalist since the beginning of his full-scale invasion of Ukraine two years ago. Carlson was fired by Fox News in April and later announced he was starting his own streaming service. He says he'll distribute the Putin interview on his site. Putin was heavily limited with his contact with international media since he launched the war in Ukraine in February of 2022. Prince Harry flew more than 5,000 miles to see his father after King Charles III was diagnosed with cancer, but he did not see his estranged brother William during a visit that lasted about 24 hours. British media published photos of Harry at Heathrow Airport this afternoon, just a day after he arrived at the same airport on a flight from Los Angeles. William, meanwhile, returned to public duties for the first time since his wife Kate was admitted to a London hospital on January 16th for abdominal shock excuse me, abdominal surgery. There was no easy reconciliation between the two royal brothers whose paths have diverged dramatically. Bombs have ripped through two separate political offices in southwestern Pakistan a day before the country is set to elect a new parliament. Officials said today that at least 30 people were killed and more than two dozen wounded in Balochistan province, home to a low-level insurgency and various excuse me, militant groups. They raised concerns ahead of the balloting in the troubled western ally, where many voters are already disillusioned by political feuding and a seemingly intractable economic crisis. Hours later, the Islamic State Group's branch in Pakistan claimed the second attack. Coming up, four Republican rivals for West Virginia governor spar on issues at debate. That and more news from across the tri-state when News Center 88 returns right after this.
action fake. Litton throws to the left, finds Tyree Brady. He breaks out of a tackle at the 35-yard line. He's across midfield. He's inside the 40. It's a foot race to the end zone. Can he get there? Yes, he will. Tyree Brady wins the foot race, a 75-yard touchdown for the Thundering Herd. Lays down a bunt, just barely stays fair. The throw to first, not in time. Crossing the plate is Jordan Cauliflower. A walk-off bunt single from Morgan Zirkle. The Thundering Herd get the win, one to zero in the bottom of the seventh inning. Pinnabow with a behind the back dribble, gets around the defender and a great pass underneath for Miovich with another great pass. He finds a wide open CJ Burks and Burks drills the triple. Burks now four points off of tying his career high. The worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage, the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. I, I can't make it. Luke. Luke. Ed, is that you? You must go to the Marshall system. There you shall seek out WMUL-FM and be trained in the ways of new sports and the widest variety of music in the tri-state. But how, Ben? Use the force, Luke. Let it guide you to 88.1 on the dial. And remember, WMUL's force will always be with you. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best spot news reporting by the Virginia's Associated Press. I'm Luke Hamilton. And I'm Emma Johnson. Fifteen years ago, bourbon barons poured whiskey out on the steps of the Kentucky Capitol to protest a looming tax increase on the spirits industry. Yesterday, industry leaders assembled a bipartisan group of Kentucky leaders to toast the bourbon sector record growth. According to a study released yesterday, Kentucky's bourbon industry pumps $9 billion into the bluegrass state's economy each year, creating more jobs and attracting more tourists than ever before. Kentucky has 100 licensed distilleries operating in more than a third of the state's 120 counties. Four candidates running in the Republican primary for West Virginia governor stake their claims to being the best choice during a televised debate. Attorney General Patrick Morrissey, ex-state delegate Moore Capito and car dealer Chris Miller called themselves the most conservative candidate in last night's appearance. The three will go up against Secretary of State Mac Warner and two other GOP candidates on May 14th. The winner will face Democrat Steve Williams in the November general election. Williams, who is the mayor of Huntington, is running unopposed. Cold air has turned Marshall into a flu zone for many so close to the start of the semester. As Trevor Smith reports, students are on high alert to avoid getting sick this flu season. As the cold and flu season on Marshall's campus progresses, its troubling side has started to show in students. So if you miss a class, you miss that day's discussion. And it also just puts a lot of stress because I have to meet with the professor to catch up on missed material. With our classes, have to use our voices and stuff a lot. And then we have to play instruments so the germs can spread really easily. So it's not fun when you're going to like a vocal class and you've got a cold and a scratchy throat because it can sound a little rougher than you'd like it to. For me, it throws off my schedule. So like when I get sick, it puts me pretty far behind in all of my classes and all of my work and my job. Students say that the possibility of getting sick keeps them on edge. So it's always damaging and it's always this looming 
threat in the back of my mind of I might get sick or who is sick around me. Safe spaces like the student center are also seen as high risk areas. During lunch hour at the student center, it gets very crowded and it's hard to stay away from people to not catch their germs. We have to play a lot of instruments, so I feel like it definitely spreads a lot easier. And then in places like the student center where you're all crowded at the same time for lunch and everything like that, it definitely can be a lot easier, especially with just a bunch of crazy college students. Even runny noses and sniffles are unwelcome by students. The sniffles definitely distract me. It also just distracts me when I sniffle because I'm constantly either having to blow my nose or sniff to clear the snot. While I, like, I perceive it and I can block it out, it always has me worried like, is that person sick? Am I gonna get sick? It's the threat of the sniffles that get me, not the sniffles themselves. The Center for Disease Control guidelines state that all persons over the age of six months old need a yearly flu vaccine while also remembering to wash their hands and use hand sanitizer when in contact with other people. For News Center 88, I'm Trevor Smith. Thanks, Trevor. Students who are seeking medical advice for their cold and flu symptoms can head to the Student Health Services at the Marshall University Medical Center. Coming up next, Saturn's Death Star-looking moon may have vast underground ocean. That and more news from around the nation when News Center 88 returns. Stay with us. The worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage. Welcome back to Raleigh, North Carolina, here high atop Carter-Finley Stadium. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome inside Memorial Coliseum in Lexington, Kentucky. The Thundering Herd will be taking on the number 22 team in the country here in the fifth oldest stadium in college football, Nippert Stadium. Inside Value City Arena at Jerome Schottenstein Center. The Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. Hi, I'm Mia Hamm. As a professional soccer player, I know how rewarding sports can be and how quickly injuries happen. So I've teamed up with the American Association of Orthodontists to ask athletes to play it safe. With my years of training, I know what it takes to become an expert, and orthodontists do too. They're the experts who help people obtain healthy, beautiful smiles. Wear mouth guards, face masks, and helmets to prevent injuries. Keep smiling and visit braces.org. The best news program in the nation as honored by the National Broadcasting Society. More than 130 live Marshall sporting events every year. One of the top college radio stations in the nation. 50 years of broadcasting excellence. 88.1 WMUL-FM. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted Best Radio News Reporting by the Society of Professional Journalists Mark of Excellence Awards. I'm Luke Hamilton. And I'm Emma Johnson. A storm that parked itself over Southern California for days, unleashing historic downpours that caused hundreds of landslides, is moving out of the region after a final drenching. The system dropped heavy rain in the San Diego area today, then became scattered showers. But authorities say it leaves behind the threat of dangerous mudslides because soils are saturated, and a smaller rain system is expected to move down the state today. Nine storm-related deaths have been reported, many from falling trees, since the storm first struck Northern California last weekend and then plowed south. Paxlovid can prevent hospitalization and death from COVID-19, but experts say it's being underused. 
The pill's high price and doctors' hesitation to prescribe them are creating obstacles to getting the drug to everyone who would benefit. The people most likely to benefit from Paxlovid were the least likely to get it in 2022. The study by Harvard researchers found that Paxlovid was disproportionately given to patients with lower risk of severe infection. If it had been properly utilized, the authors concluded more than 16,000 COVID-19 deaths could have been prevented. Authorities say a would-be bank robber in Florida took hostages after law enforcement arrived and was killed by a sheriff's sniper as he held a woman in a headlock with a knife to her throat. Lee County Sheriff's Karim Marcusino says the negotiators tried to defuse the situation yesterday at a Bank of America branch in Fort Myers, but the the 36-year-old man took two hostages. None of the hostages were injured, and there were initially more people in the bank, but they escaped once deputies arrived. The suspect had a knife and claimed to have a bomb. Authorities did not immediately confirm that. The military says a missing Marine Corps helicopter has been found in a mountainous region outside of San Diego. The aircraft was located just after 9 a.m. today by civil civil authorities near the mountain community of Pine Valley, about a 45-mile drive from San Diego. But rescue crews said snowy conditions were making access challenging on the ground. Defense officials say the Marines were flying a CH-53E Super Stallion helicopter from Creech Air Force Base, northwest of Las Vegas, where they had been doing unit-level training and were returning home to Marine Corps Air Station Miramar in San Diego. Astronomers are reporting the best evidence yet of a vast young ocean beneath the icy exterior of Saturn's Death Star-looking mini-moon. The French-led team based its findings today on observations by NASA's former Cassani spacecraft. By analyzing changes in MEMA's orbit and rotation, the scientists have concluded that the frozen crust hides an ocean that's only 5 million to 15 million years old. The findings open up the possibility of water and life at seemingly sterile moons. Coming up next, Senate Republicans blocked bipartisan border package, scuttling deal they had demanded from Democrats. More daily political update when News Center 88 returns right after this. I was leaving an exercise class. All of a sudden, the pain started. My entire chest, shortness of breath, very fatigued, nauseated. Thought that it was nothing much, maybe just stress. You're having a heart attack. I'm healthy, I'm young. There's no way it could be my heart, no way. Heart disease doesn't discriminate. Listen to your body, go get checked. Heart disease is the number one killer in women, and this is something that we can fight. Visit GoRedForWomen.org to learn a woman's risk for heart disease. Are you tired of missing your favorite WMUL programming? (laughs) No worries. Check out WMUL's online archive at marshall.edu slash WMUL. Every episode of our news and sports programming, every story from the New Center 88 and FM 88 sports teams, and much more. marshall.edu slash WMUL. More than 100 million wild animals are killed each year illegally. Poaching is a major threat to our country's wildlife. I'm Tom Barry. I'm an actor with a desire to preserve living space for wildlife. The Humane Society Wildlife Land Trust does just that. Works with private landowners to protect wildlife to preserve natural habitats. To learn more or to work with the Humane Society Wildlife Land Trust, call 800-729-SAVE. That's 800-729-SAVE or visit wildlifelandtrust.org. 
Thank you. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Luke Hamilton. And I'm Emma Johnson. Voters have sided with abortion rights supporters every time the issue has been directly on the ballot since the U.S. Supreme Court overturned the nationwide right to abortion. In 2024, the question could be put before voters in yet more states. It's a lock to be on the ballot in two and is a possibility in several more. A number of actions could put the measures on ballots, including legislative votes, signature drives, or legal wrangling. The abortion rights measures would not all guarantee the same level of access, and some are so narrow that Planned Parenthood doesn't support putting them on the ballot. Even without Donald Trump on Nevada's Republican ballot, Nikki Haley was still denied her first victory. The indignity of a distant second-place finish behind none of these candidates was a blow for Haley, facilitated by the staunch Trump allies who lead Nevada's GOP. They had already maneuvered to ensure Trump has a lock on the state's 26 delegates, who will be awarded in caucuses tomorrow, where he faces only token opposition. Formerly, the Trump campaign told supporters only to worry about today, excuse me, tomorrow, but many of his allies in state and local GOP committees made it known that they could still show support for Trump by registering their opposition to Haley. The fate of former President Donald Trump's attempt to return to the White House is in the hands of the U.S. Supreme Court. Tomorrow, the justices will hear arguments in Trump's appeal of a Colorado Supreme Court ruling that he's not eligible to run again for president because he violated the provision of the 14th Amendment, preventing those who, quote, engage in insurrection, unquote, from holding office. Many legal observers expect the nation's highest court will reverse the Colorado ruling after excuse me, will reverse the Colorado ruling rather than remove the leading contender from the Republican presidential nomination from the ballot. But it's always tricky to try to predict a Supreme Court ruling, and the case against Trump has already broken new legal ground. It's been 12 years since a pair of conservative writers compared to a prominent climate scientist to a convicted child molester for his depiction of global warming. Now, a jury is about to decide whether the comments made against Michael Mann were defamatory. Mann rose to fame for his so-called hockey stick graph, first published in 1998 in the journal Nature. Mann's graph plotted average temperature in the northern hemisphere that was mostly flat for 900 years before starting to rise sharply in the 20th century, and it made a dramatic illustration of the planet's warming. The work brought Mann wide exposure, but also skeptics. Mann has argued that the comments cost him funding and research opportunities over the years. The writers say they were just expressing opinions. Senate Republicans have blocked a bipartisan border package scuttling months of negotiations between two parties on legislation intended to cut down record numbers of illegal border crossings. Many Republicans said the election year compromise wasn't enough, even as supporters of the bill insisted it was the best that could be gotten in divided government. The vote on taking up a bill came as most Republicans said they would vote against the actual legislation, which also includes $60 billion in wartime aid to Ukraine and $14 billion for Israel. GOP lawmakers had insisted the money for conflicts abroad and paired for help, excuse me, paired with help for the U.S. border. And coming up, Samantha Riddle will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Tyler Pittman will be in with the FM88 Sports Report. Stay with us. Does searching for good music on the radio feel like a wild goose chase? Hey, goose! Hey, come back here. 
Don't you get away from me. Aha! Gotcha! Ow! Well, your chase is over. Because throughout the week, WMUL plays many genres of music. From hip-hop to jazz to many flavors of alternative, WMUL has just what you're looking for. So don't be like this guy. Stop it, Goose! Tune in to 88.1 WMUL, the cutting edge. Does showing up for work at a ballpark or an arena sound good to you? A Marshall University sports journalism degree can get you there. Sports journalism in Marshall is important. It's serious and it's big business. Sports media and communications careers are some of the most competitive and marketable worldwide in a multi-billion dollar industry. We'll prepare you to think critically, report accurately, and artfully tell the stories on and off the field or court. If this sounds like you, the Marshall School of Journalism is ready and eager to start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu sojmc. Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm Samantha Riddle, and it is now time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. Currently outside of the WMUL studios, it is a partly cloudy 57 degrees. Tonight we will dip down into the lower 40s, and tomorrow we will see highs around 64 with lows near 47. As we look towards this week, on Friday we will see highs in the lower 60s and lows in the upper 50s. Today in weather history, on this day, in 2017, six tornadoes traveled across southern Louisiana, the strongest tornado, an EF-3 impact eastern New Orleans. Thank you to weather4u.com for that information. And that does it for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. Currently outside of the WMUL studios, it is a partly cloudy 57 degrees. For News Center 88, I'm Samantha Riddle. Thanks, Samantha. Now Tyler Pittman joins us with the FM 88 Sports Report. Thanks, Luke. The Coach Zirkel era has officially begun, her fans. Marshall's softball team will begin the season tomorrow in a tournament at Florida Atlantic University. In the tournament, the Herd are scheduled for five games over the course of the next three days. The team it will be the teams it will be playing are the 12th-ranked Arkansas Razorbacks, the Florida Atlantic Owls, the Michigan State Spartans, and the Penn State Nittany Lions. On Thursday, the Herd will start off the tournament with a doubleheader. For its game, for its first game of the doubleheaders, the Herd will face 12th-ranked Arkansas. In the second game of the doubleheader, the Herd will be playing the host of the tournament, the Florida Atlantic Owls, at 4:30 p.m. On Friday, the Herd will play against two Big Ten opponents. In the Herd's first game of the doubleheader, it will be playing the Michigan State Spartans at 2 p.m. In the second game, the Herd will be playing against Penn State at 4:30 p.m. After back-to-back days of doubleheaders, the Herd will end the tournament on Saturday against the Michigan State Spartans at 11.15 a.m. All of these games will be streamed on Flow Softball. In Marshall Women's Basketball news, the Marshall Women's Basketball team got back on track today with a win against, with a win at home against the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. The final score of the game was 74-42 in favor of the Herd. Abby Beeman led the Herd in two categories with 14 points and five assists. Brianna Campbell attacked the boards all game, leading the team with eight rebounds. The Herd ended the game shooting 41% from the field and collecting 42 rebounds, which are both improvements from its last game against James Madison at home. The win today puts the Herd one and a half games ahead of Troy, who sits at second in the Sunbelt Conference, only behind Marshall. The Herd's next game will be on the road against Appalachian State. That game is set for February 15th at 12 p.m. In swim and dive news, the Marshall swim and dive team have had excellence in the pool and excellence in the classroom this season. 
The swimming dive team were recently named to the CSCAA Scholar All-American team by earning a 3.8 GPA for the fall 2023 semester. With the Sun Belt Conference Championships coming up on February 14th and being named to the CSCAA Scholar All-American team, momentum is high for her swimming dive right now. In pro sports, the NBA had a busy day of games with playoff implications yesterday. The Pacers edged the Rockets by a score of 132-129. to The Dallas Mavericks got a win on the road against the Brooklyn Nets and Kyrie Irving's second time in the Barclays Center this season since his playing days in Brooklyn two years ago. The Miami Heat got a well-needed win at home against the Orlando Magic by a score of 121-95. to The Knicks continue to set their sudden success as they get a win at home over the Grizzlies despite star point guard Jalen Brunson going down with an ankle injury and missing the rest of the game. The Bulls won in an overtime thriller over the dominant Minnesota Timberwolves. Kobe White finished the game with 33 points for the Bulls as they won that game 129-123. to The Oklahoma City field the Oklahoma City Thunder, excuse me, fell short to a hungry Utah Jazz team with a score of 124-117. The final game of the night was a clash of titans between Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Bucks versus Kevin Durant and the Phoenix Suns. It was a back-and-forth game all night, ultimately ending in a Phoenix Suns win with a final score of 114-96. Durant finished with 28 points and 10 rebounds. In NFL news, Las Vegas will be flooded with so many pre-Super Bowl events that Shaquille O'Neal lowered the prices to his popular carnival-themed Shaq's Funhouse. Instead of raising the rate, O'Neal decided to offer potential attendees more bang for their buck to the NBA's legend sixth annual event planned for Friday in Sin City. He made the decision to lower his rate after purchasing an expensive suite at the Formula One that cost nearly five times more than normal to watch the racing event in Las Vegas last year. The days leading up to the Super Bowl will include several concerts from stars, including Travis Scott, Green Day, Killer Mike, Ice Spice, Future, and David Guetta. Today in sports history, on this day in 1958, the Brooklyn Dodgers officially moved to Los Angeles to where they are now located and probably for the foreseeable future. That's all for today's FM88 Sports Report for FM88 Sports. I'm Tyler Pittman. Thanks, Tyler. Coming up, from Uber Eats Friends Reunion to Bud's Clydesdales, here are the, biz- the excuse me, the buzziest Super Bowl ads so far. Stay with us to find out more right after this on News Center 88. leader in Marshall University sports coverage. Welcome back, everyone, to Lexington, Kentucky. It is still survive in advance time. Welcome back in to Fifth Third Arena, Cincinnati, Ohio. The Marshall Thundering Herd lead the 24th-ranked team in the country, the Cincinnati Bearcats, back here at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. Marshall sports journalism graduates learn transferable skills that score competitive careers. It's time for you to get in the game. Critical thinking, communication, and commitment to accuracy are desired skills in an expanding job market. 
sports journalism and sports communication careers are some of the most coveted positions in the country. The Marshall University School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu sojmc. Robin, are you seeing this? Yes, it seems like some sort of... There's someone here. What? It sounds like alternative and hip-hop. And jazz and blues. Is that award-winning news of sports? Gee Wilkers, Batman. What's going on? It's it's green. It's white. It's WNUL. 88.1. Saving the world from bad radio. And where's Ari Dent? And finally, today on News Center 88, if you watch the Super Bowl for the commercials, you no longer have to wait until the big game to see what advertisers have in store for viewers. Big advertisers release their ads early online. In the ads released ahead of the game so far, Budweiser focuses on its iconic Clydesdales. Michelob Ultra capitalizes on the iconic star power of soccer legend Lionel Messi. And Uber Eats goes for laughs with an ad where Jennifer Aniston forgets she starred in Friends with David Schwimmer. Many more ads are expected to be released ahead of the game, along with a few surprises on game day. And that does it for this edition of News Center 88. Tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University and the Tri-State area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WNUL. For Emma Johnson, Tyler Pittman, Samantha Riddle, Peyton Sisko, and for the entire News Center 88 team, I'm Luke Hamilton, and your thought of the day is, expect problems and eat them for breakfast. Alfred A. Montaper.